and I just got hmm. way too damn frustrated. <laughs> Voice meter is probably a wonderful app. I'm a moron. <laughs> just, that could be our sound bit. Oh my god! Lieutenant of Literature, have I ever told you about the Cleaning Bible? It is just chocked full of just the best products and advice. It's got anything from the best toothpaste to the best advice in removing those pesky bloodstains from your floors after those wretched dinner parties. Cut the gas, Master of Mediocrity. I've been looking for tips like that. Where can I get my copy of the Cleaning Bible? I found my copy in Volume 1 of Lady Killer. That's at least the more known title. Have you heard of that one? Now that I'm more familiar with. Lady Killer is that comic published by Dark Horse, right? Written by Joelle Jones and Jamie S. Rich? That same one. And I think the back matter gets this one down pretty well. Josie Schuler is a picture-perfect homemaker, wife, and mother. But she's also a ruthless, efficient killer. She balances cheerful domestic bliss with coldly performed assassinations. But when Josie finds herself in the crosshairs, her American dream life is in danger. This original black comedy series combines the wholesome imagery of early mid-century domestic bliss with a tightening web of murder, paranoia, and cold-blooded survival. How wickedly intriguing. Definitely. Hopefully the audience picked up on our on the fact that we're talking about volume one of Lady Killer today. It's me, your master of mediocrity, Erin, with the lovely, wonderful, I'm seeing her through pixelated Google Hangouts video. Lieutenant Literature, Jessica. <sighs> So Lady Killer, <laughs> Lady Killer, I'm really glad you decided to read this. It's something I picked up a few years ago and just thoroughly enjoyed. It's 1950s-esque housewife who is an assassin. And that was a sales pitch. I, I just needed that sentence and I was hooked. Oh, it gives you the good stuff for sure. Like Avon calling and the angry mother-in-law that lives with you and... All of them torpedo titties. Yes, hell yeah, to torpedo titties and like the little Playboy bunny kind of thing going on in that one scene. It's Gentleman's Club. It was uh, just everything about it. Lady Killer has actually won some awards too, or at least it's been nominated. It was nominated for Best Limited Series for the o. Eisner Awards in 2015, and Joelle Jones was nominated for Best Inker slash penciler and best cover artist in 2016 so it's gotten some really positive recognition joelle jones is both the artist and writer for this jamie s rich is a comic editor and i think he wrote along with this but joelle has done a lot of work in a lot of different places she's gone on with marvel dc oni press boom she did work for catwoman power rangers hellheim Scooby Apocalypse. Just some pretty cool shit. I know what some of those are. I know who else she did some art for? Who? Uh, she also did art for Prada. What? Like, like Prada Prada? Yeah. What? <laughs> like Prada Prada. Huh. Well, that's yeah. interesting. She's done some really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, she's got that very... I don't know. It reminds me of the first Wives Club. They had all of that graphic 90s sort of pop culture portraits on the wall. And mm -hmm. like that intro that was very stylistic. 
And that's kind of like what her art is reminiscent of to me a little bit anyway. It's got it's got a very like specific feel to it. Kind of like a pop art? Yeah. Like yeah, but but like I don't know. It's not it's not dots. Yeah. It's not like pointillism, but it's it feels sort of like the shapes of yeah. the women is pop art, you know? Like I I'm not explaining that very well, but it's it's very stylized, yeah. Speaking of stylized, though, when you see her husband sitting on the couch with a drink in his hand in one of the, in like one of the first opening scenes, he reminds me of the husband in 101 Dalmatians. Like it's just there's something about it where it's kind of got that yeah. classic look in that animation style, and I love it. I feel like you can kind of tell that she embraced. Or maybe just continues to embrace the kind of shape that a woman was quote-unquote supposed to be in this time. Like, not just, like, the body and the torpedo titties, Mm -hmm. but also, like, the shape of her physical face was very... Yes. I don't know, like, Roman... the beauty standard. It's very Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, like, it has a very strong, chiseled, like, Roman thing going. Interesting. Mm -hmm. She even has a little beauty mark under her eye. Yeah, and I don't feel like that's what's up anymore. I honestly, like, looking at it, you're like, I can see this as beautiful, but it feels beautiful and old. And I just wonder, like, what people will think of. It's very classic. Yeah. I wonder what our modern beauty standards are going to, like, feel to people 20 years from now. I think about that, too. I even think (laughs) about beauty standards from 20 years ago. Yeah. Because we're old enough to have watched that happen. Yeah. (laughs) Remember remember denim everything? Oh, I miss it. (laughs) words i never thought to hear (laughs) i'd also like to point out that it looks like a lot of the production team were women the colors is at least were done by at least someone with a feminine name laura allred i also it says letters by crank and crank's name is like on everything so either crank does all of the lettering or Crank is a computer program, or it's just this anonymous person that no one wants to give a lot of credit, because every time I look up Crank, I get nothing comic-related, or I get the like publishing company or the series of Crank comics that came out, and I'm just like, who or what is Crank? <laughs> this is, I bet I could just ask our friend Aura. Yeah, I'm sure Dr. Aura would know. Me, but I feel like that's a cop-out. Yeah, Dr. Aura should know. And I guess we should do a shout out to his podcast. I guess. Maybe. What should, wasn't it? It's that podcast she'll never do. Yeah. That uh, podcast that should never have been done. Is that what it's called? The Up All Night. Yeah. I hope they listen to this and hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Do they ever sleep? No. The answer is they do not. Oh, hell no. I've never known Aura to sleep. It doesn't exist. No. Uh Uh-uh. Are we going to give them traffic? Have they given us traffic? Are we a podcast group now? Are we? A, do we That's have a buddy? The real question. Are we not alone in not this until void? We start getting like sharing a Patreon. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm so. waiting for someone to reach out and send us a message and say, "Hey, you are not alone in this void." I'm waiting so much, and I'm not going to say that this is a very inappropriately timed beg in the middle of our sales pitch about Lady Killer, but I'm saying it. <laughs> are we alone? Can you? Can someone answer us? Hello? Are you there? Hello. <laughs> anyway, back to Lady Killer. Okay, fine. I wanted her to get with a sexy spy. I did not. He was such an asshole. Well, but it was very Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know. 
I, I'm I'm trash person, Aaron, with trash value. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about sexy spy for a second. Like, I thought about this for a little bit, and I'm like, this makes me think of Mad Men meets Dexter. Yes. With a little bit of, like, I Dream of Jeannie. He does have a little bit of Dexter on. in there, yeah. Sexy Spy Man is sort of Dextery. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I Dream but- of Jeannie is a good one for the husband, because he was just, like a cutout asshole like he wasn't great either like none of the boys were great in this boys did not show well in the 20s well the story's not about them that's true but like the reason i dislike sexy spy is because she is so badass like she is our main character josie is such she is powerful she does more work than the men She's really effective and can maintain a balanced home life in the 50s when expectations were ridiculously out of out of proportion. And he's come swinging in trying to be like all big armed and I'm better and stronger and you need to listen to me. And she's like, no. And I just I didn't like him because she's such an example of skill and balance and professionalism. And he comes in and tries to strong armor and she is she's way badass. But I like how even her badassery and balance is sort of informed by the era. Like, the writing was so spot on. Because she just flat out ignores her children in, in a couple of places. Like, throwing a neighborhood block party was more important than taking care of little Billy or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, you don't even, I don't even remember what his name is because the kid had so little to do with it. I love it. I love that version yeah. of, like, I'm the perfect mother and housewife, and yet I have nothing to do with my actual family. And if that isn't the American dream, I don't know what is. I just, I don't, I mean, that's, that's fair. And I do, I think her devotion to her family is rather legitimate, both in the blowing off and, yeah. It, it's it's that wonderful complication of any family, let alone somebody who's who's an assassin. But like, I, I think I can't stand Sexy Spy just because of the ending of the comic. Yeah, it ruins him for you. The first, but I was there for him for like the first three yeah. issues. I was like, mm, he's a better choice. Better, but no choice is good because it's the 50s. That's a fair I think that was part of what I loved about this comic, though, was how just no option was good. Her Avon things sucked her home life kind of blue she worked her ass off she just murdered people and like everywhere she turned there was some sort of sexist undertone complication that she just had to deal with like even in her like mm-hmm. spy agency you know it was just amazing yeah it was so well done because it was it was super like I it felt legitimate the avon thing was a really great front though oh yeah no it was good for getting shit done if you want to kill people in their home. Which the reveal was great. I really enjoy about... Like, I just enjoy the Disney look of her family. Yeah. That was such a good twist at the beginning of this. Like, yeah, to go, Joelle? Like, Avon calling. Oops, But, like, the Disney look from her family is so idealistic, and I love it. <laughs> it's just... She... Joelle being the she. She does just one, does a wonderful little thing where all the poses are so 1950s, too. Like, her with the, the wide skirt dress and the apron and the with the bowl in her hand while she's stirring and there's batter dripping from the spoon you know it's just very very true to the era like you were saying and i think it's one fantastic car drawings it's it's a plus work and you know this kind of one i kind of want to skip to a different question 
you know, we always talk about if it's going to be adapted or not, mm-hmm. like into something else. And I'm kind of curious, like, would you want to see this adapted into a movie or a show? I, I do have this weird, like, need to see Angelina Jolie playing the lady killer. I kind of want that just because I am trash from the 90s. But hell yeah, I feel like this is an adaptation of an advertisement almost. I feel like this is just, by the way, we're going to look through the lens of this like ad of this woman stirring butter or something. And we're going to see that she's secretly this badass. Like it feels like I could look at any ad and like accidentally be transported into this world from that time. Like it feels a little bit like this is the, like this wasn't the original media. The original media was all of those old advertisements. And then like, so this is an adaptation and we're just going to fall further and further into the matrix i love it that's i mean the the ads are pretty killer for it i again it's a pretty great stylistic i would love to see it as a movie personally mm-hmm. i think i love the idea of it being kind of like an i love lucy meets atomic blonde yes. kind of thing. so who do you want as her i mean angelina jolie i think is a great option i didn't even think of it and of course because i thought of atomic blonde i was like Shirley theron uh, yes Yes, I'm 100% there. Like, I just want, I don't, I don't know, it could be anybody. I just want somebody tall with a with majestic cheekbones. I I think Charlize Theron is, I think you're right. I think you got it. Yeah. She's been doing more and more roles like this lately, too. Like, as she ages, she's like, this isn't even my final form. Yeah, I could even see Lupita Nyong'o from Black Yes! Like, I think she would be a great... Oh, I love that. I would love that to be like Robertson, I'm uh, Hammerstein's Cinderella, except for four lady killer. So just showing all of this really diverse, like, like optimum version of diversity and race, but then still have all of the sexism still in it and killing people. Ugh. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of this, she makes these illusions about the opening her own business, which is something we would totally talk about more if we did volume two. Yes, but, I want to. Uh, I think like that would be pretty pretty great. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. So yeah, who who was your favorite character though? Actually, it was the main character. Honestly, it was because I Josie. was sold on her when she had the crisis of faith moment of I'm not I'm a mother I can't kill a child. You know, like that scene, that whole arc for mm-hmm. her was, ah, I'm hooked by it. Because I was very sort of on the fence about her before that. Like, I wasn't emotionally invested in this woman yet. And then she went through that very humanizing issue and it was like, ugh, I'm sold. Yeah. It was so smart. Like, they did such a good job because they make her like this unobtainable object. Then she, they add this layer of badassery that's even further past superhuman dumb right? And then they show her structurally Mm -hmm. impeded by sexism everywhere and just the way that women were treated at the time. And then finally she gets humanized a little bit once we've sort of been drugged through the mud. She's just this cardboard cutout and then she's a human, you know? And I think they just, the way that they stair-step you into that arc is so great. And now engage revenge arc, you know? Like, yes, this is the shit I'm here for. Let's John Wick this bastard. It's it's a fantastic little like spy thriller. Like it's it's I don't know, it's just really, really great. And you mentioned she's just this unobtainable human. Like, honestly, she's 
the kind of person I wish I could be when it comes to being sexy, confident, vicious, able to keep your house together. You know, like she's able to juggle these two completely different lives, being a family keeper and an assassin. And just she does it seemingly with ease, maybe because she has a complacent husband. She has a mother-in-law who's a little bit too observant, but like she's able to kind of put that, nip that in the bud towards the end there. I don't know. She's just, she's willing to do what she needs to do. And I, Josie was my favorite as well. Yeah. Long story short. Well, (laughs) and I think what really, like this could have fallen down in so many places. Like it could have become staid and just dull and easy and it's not the most complicated i mean like there's a lot of really interesting details in it but yeah it's a spy thriller there's there's not like oh world peace you know like there's no big twist like that it's 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 within the spy thriller format but because they were so dedicated to the premise of the time and the style and they stuck to it so Mm -hmm. well it was just all in the execution for this one none of it was so unexpected that I couldn't have called it beforehand, but it it was done so well and in such an engaging way. It didn't, it doesn't matter because they still breathe new life into it by staying so in style and yet also being so observant. Like they could have used it to just whitewash it and say like, this is okay. But instead of doing that, instead of doing the quote unquote boys treatment, where it's just like, here's some terrible shit and we're making no moral commentary. It makes a moral judgment while it's showing this to you. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's definitely something I recommend to uh, definitely lady type readers who come into the store or really anybody who wants just a good, solid kind of spy thriller. Like it's a go-to recommendation for me for just a good story. I think it's easier to sell to lady type buyers than it is to sell to dude type buyers, but still classic solid 10 out of 10. Honestly, I think that anytime we see a well-portrayed role of a woman, we're going to have that same feeling because there's that lack of legitimacy in women's stories. Like, we we had almost the same conversation when we reviewed Paper Girls or Lumberjanes or uh, Bitch Planet. Like, all of these (laughs) comics that we review that show really good female perspective, we're like, dudes are going to think this is over the top every time. That's how we preface it. It's true. It's true. They're going to think this was excessive, and we all feel like it's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do have to give some of the male readers credit, or credit is due. They do give my recommendations a shot. I think selling them on a housewife assassin's a little bit uh, <laughs> harder when they're coming in and they're wanting X-Men. <laughs> just, but have you heard of Lady Killer that who does the adventure and the violence that you want without the excessive like spandex? Yeah. I don't know. But still some spankies, right? Because they got that gentleman scene. That's the other thing, That's too. True. Oh my god. All of these episodes that we have, like, guys are gonna think it's excessive. There's always still TNA in there for them to enjoy. Come on, there's no downside to being on board, dudes. It's Come on. true. Yeah. She has to strangle somebody while dressed up as... A little devil at a boy, at a gentleman's club. Like, come on. That's a Roll misnomer if I ever heard one. Gentleman's club. Poof. I don't see any gentlemen here. Hey. Actually, no. In this particular scene, because it's the 50s or the 20s or whatever, which one is it? Is it the 50s or is it the 20s? It's the 50s. Okay. I don't know. Because cars. <laughs> you can tell from the car designs and the fashion. Hey, you know, that's what you're here for, master. <laughs> um. I'm here for you. 
Okay, also, um, technology is a huge sign. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the 50s. I feel like they're just the suits make it seem like it is an actual gentleman's glove because they're all wearing suits and suits are so bizarre to see these days. That's Yeah. It. I mean, it is a very, like, specific kind of feel. Again, it's very stylized. Like, it. I was just looking through the art again, and yeah, it looks like older Disney movies. It looks like Aristocats. It looks like 101 Dalmatians. It's just a really good classic art style. You can see it in some of her other works, but I think she got to really play with a theme and a presentation for this one. I really love it. I wish we were a bit more funnier in this episode because it's really, really good. Like, shit. <laughs> Read this book. <laughs> it's just like a solid storytelling. God. Like, I'm actually taking it serious now, y'all, because it's so good. There were so many interesting <laughs> panels and page turns. The art was so yeah. good, you didn't notice it. And then you look back at it again, and you're like, damn. Damn, this was solid. Yeah. God, and the ad, if I could just get, like, a, a Lady Killer style ad book just for my yes. coffee table, fuck yes. Or, like, the series of photos to put up, like, posters to put up up my stairs. Honestly, I would throw money at this woman's feet if she did a coffee table book. I would. I'd be like, take my money! That was me throwing down a lot of cash. (laughs) Just please. (laughs) Yeah, I would just... For me, it'd be more the sound of the credit card skidding across the table and off the edge, and you're like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Awkwardly at her. Sweaty hands, sorry. I didn't mean it. All my credit card numbers have, like, faded off of my credit card, and so I'd just be like, I'd have to... I'd have to, like, send you cash. Don't pay bill. (laughs) Or write a check. (laughs) Unless she has a cube that I can swipe. (laughs) Just slides check, like, suggestively across table. Eyebrow raises and everything, like, hey, hey. Have you seen one of these in a while? (laughs) I feel like it fits the theme. For far less money than you probably make on your commissions. Yes. There you go. Oh, look at Uh, that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so we recommend this. Yes. 10 out of 10. Would read. 10 out of 10. I think you can read it as a trade or in singles. I don't think it makes it really a difference across the two. No, but one's cheaper. You know which one. Follow your heart. Follow your heart or your wallet or your credit card sliding off the table with a pathetic little clatter. Or that check that you (laughs) write in terrible second grade scrawl because you haven't written very much since then. I don't know, maybe theoretically oh and then when you like toss it it gets caught in the air weirdly so instead of yeah. like, going forward it just like flips up and falls pathetically <laughs> exactly. way off target and you're just like that was cooler in my head <laughs> <laughs> somehow it ends up behind you <laughs> I have a really vivid imagination i'm here for yeah. it yeah god if you want to ask me how i think i can embarrass myself this is i got i got thoughts all right well i think that's all i have to say about lady killer because i show us the emails just the emails <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful night, and I'm glad you stayed around to listen. Bye! Bye. All right, Lieutenant of Literature, have I ever told you about that clean... Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Okay. That same one. Also, I think it's Joelle. (laughs) And (laughs) see... Josie? Is that Josie? <laughs> yeah, it's Josie. Alright, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh...